Okay, I see the gameplay. Looks like we are good to go here. And uh, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, happy to see you all here tonight, as per usual. Welcome to the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. With this show being show number 226, I am Invader, and we've got some news to go over. I mean, that's what we usually do, but... Obviously, a few days ago, something big went down. As I'm sure a lot of you know, Xbox and Bethesda have decided to delay a couple of games, including the hotly anticipated Starfield. We'll dive right into that. Also, some talk regarding Bethesda possibly being involved with more than one Disney IP. I mean, that's very curious. And some patent talk that may be exciting to Xbox Series S owners. We will go into all those things and more, but first, I gotta introduce everyone on the panel, so uh, let's see uh, who we can start off with here. Tim Dog, buddy, what's up? Hey, buddy, happy to be here. Um, got a lot to talk about today. I'm gonna be going through most of the show. I gotta get some sleep, uh, uh, you know, about an hour and 15 minutes in, and so uh, we gotta get to it. Uh, very happy to be here. Great panel. Looks like we got everyone, um, and that's because I'm here finally. Uh, thanks, thanks for uh, putting up for me, guys. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I know I've been uh, in and out, just been working a lot and uh, doing a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, we got a lot to talk about. Big week, and uh, it's gonna be a fun show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great to have you here, Timmy. And uh, we all know you work pretty hard, so it's understandable. Uh, Crusader. Buddy, pal, uh, how you been? I've been good. Been playing uh, the Ratchet and Clank Future series. Uh, finished uh, all of them this week on the PS3, and now I am playing Mass Effect once again. It is time for my yearly pilgrimage. Man, it's like me with Halo Two. I don't blame you one bit, man. So, you know, we all have our uh, game that we go back to or trilogy. Yeah, just that's just how it happens to be. But, uh, yeah, good, good trilogy for sure. Uh, down the list here, General MLD. Buddy, great to have you back here again. Always like to hear your opinions. Uh, how you been? Oh, thank you, thank you. Doing pretty good. I actually just finished Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Put about 100 hours into it overall. Did all the DLCs. I destroyed the Reapers, you know, F those guys, you know. Uh, but it was a great trilogy. It holds up really well. Anyone who hasn't played it yet or, yeah, just haven't gone around to it, it's highly recommended. It holds up well, very well to this day. So, yeah, but looking forward to the chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, more uh, Mass Effect guys. Dang, I mean, I mean, I, I certainly do love my Mass Effect, but you guys are addicted. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Shockley, Eric, pal, have you been playing anything this past week? Yeah, just, uh, well, I finally got my uh, Retro Tink uh, 5X Pro, if it, you know, if, if anyone knows what that is, it's basically like an upscaler. Uh, it's like a high-end upscaler. Um, but the great thing what it does is it makes PS2 playable on anything other than a, like an old CRT TV. Because uh, if you tried to play a PS2 recently on a modern display, it looks like you're looking at the graphics through a comb. <laughs> Because the game is, most of their games are interlaced, and it looks terrible. Well, this basically de-interlaces it. It makes it almost look like it's, you know, progressive and not like interlaced. It looks phenomenal. Looks like it's running off of a, like an OG Xbox instead of a PS2. <laughs> so I was playing some Shinobi back on the PS2, and this, I posted a video of it. 
you want to check my timeline and it it's like holy shit <laughs> this does mm-hmm. not look like the ps2 <laughs> right but yeah definitely check out that video but uh yep that's what i've been been playing i was like yes now this is finally playable on our ps2 is finally playable on a modern display and i have to use my crt the whole time to to make that salvageable because <laughs> that library is ridiculous so it's great i can come back into it without old two tvs so. mm-hmm. yeah no that's cool that's cool uh yeah shinobi damn that brings me back uh, but let's see here. Moving on down the list, Centurion Pal. I, I know. Uh, well, we played a few. Uh, well, we the gameplay that I have going on now. Uh, I know we played some Strange Brigade a few days ago. But otherwise, how's your week been? It's been great, man. Uh, playing a little bit of games, obviously with you. Some Strange Brigade. Uh, still grinding out. Uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. I'm having a lot of fun with that game, regardless of the bugs. There is some bugs. Um, And I decided to buy a game that me and my wife could play together. And we've actually been having a lot of fun. It's actually a game called Farm Together. I never thought I'd be playing a game like that, but I'm having a blast playing it with my wife. All right. That's good. That's good. Yeah, man. That's Stranger Brigade. It's so addictive. You know, it has such a a charm to it that you know i'm just like looking at i'm like hey you know what I, I like the look of that you know it looks pretty fun but i don't know just like you know if you like i think we were talking in the chat earlier you were mentioning it like it's like the mummy you know the brendan fraser it's, mummy right right it's like brendan fraser's the mummy i mean i could that's pretty much the game i've been playing the most of just because we randomly bought it and that game turned out to be a very hidden gem uh, it was on sale for like eight bucks on mm-hmm. some multiplayer sale that Xbox Live was having. Um, great, great game. It really stinks that um, it, it's one of those titles that went under the radar, just got swallowed up by everything else. Um, I also think that it didn't get released with as much content as there is now because uh, they gave you the whole thing for eight bucks. And that game has a lot of content to it now, a lot of fun it's definitely a game that if you have friends and the right people to play it with, you'll have an awesome time. Mm-hmm. Totally. We yeah, and we will uh, play with uh, your buddy Gingerbeard there uh, sometime soon, and who knows, maybe some other some other people. You know, we'll get some others to uh, join in on the action. But uh, yeah, guys, as a reminder, we're on a large number of audio and video platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify rumble odyssey you name it we are there we try to be everywhere just be sure to follow us on these platforms if hey you don't want to miss a beat right you want to stay informed with everything txr so uh definitely check the description down below for all the links okay so uh why don't we get right into the hot news shall we and uh you know that's the hot news that's been buzzing around uh, the last two days Xbox and Bethesda have uh, delayed two of their upcoming games, Starfield and Redfall, into 2023. There's certainly been a lot of, how do you say, conversations about this one. Because, you know, considering we thought that Bethesda were confident with at least the Starfield date, to say the least, you know, they had uh, made some, uh, you know, some uh, statements that, you know, we felt that they were a little more firm on but again we'll, we'll we'll get into things but uh starting off here tim we've seen a lot of uh passionate chatter regarding this uh some disappointments some applauds 
What are your thoughts on these uh, two game delays? Well, my thoughts on everything is, uh, first off, uh, I think that it was to a point where uh, I I do feel like that um, it was definitely an issue, um, and and it's an L, or you want to say to take a loss on it. It's it's not a good thing what happened, or it wasn't a good thing for 2022. But for me. Um, I have, I'm going to be a little long-winded on this because uh, I thought the community, Xbox community, um, I was a little disappointed in the way a lot of people acted um, because for me, they acted like it was canceled, not delayed, okay? Um, there was a, a lot of sniping going on, a lot of people saying, you know, what's Phil's management? Is there an Xbox problem here? And um, is there a management issue, uh, you know, with Phil? Uh, a lot of people had some really, you know, big takes on it. Um, for me, listen, Bethesda didn't stop being Bethesda once they signed on the dotted line with Xbox. Um, I do believe that the delay just came up recently when he visited uh, Bethesda. I think that that's when that happened because there was a lot of indicators that, that they all believed that it was going to hit. Um, so I do think that they had some type of heart-to-heart. Uh, I would say 90% sure that that's happened and then Phil learned about the delay and uh, they went ahead with the, with the PR on it. Um, but um, I do think that these games should be judged when they're when they're released, and I think that that should be the final verdict on how people are managing studios and how the games are going. Um, you know, uh, like I said, uh, just really a lot of hot takes. Uh, it's still even a little, um, you know, I was accused of shilling and, and, and you know, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people in the community were upset. Now, I get it that you're upset, but... There's levels to being upset, and I just, like I said, I felt like uh, a lot of people went too far with it. And, uh, you know, you saw our, you know, you saw Tassie's article, um, you know, and, and, and you saw what um, Jaffe said. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that, yeah, 2022 is, is more of a problem for Xbox. But to, to, to think that if they didn't even sign Bethesda, Okay, let's say that they didn't do the deal. You'd be looking at Starfield for Xbox in 2024, okay? Not 2023. So the thing that 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 people are going crazy about, it could have been far worse for Xbox if Phil never did the deal, you know? Um, so you have that. Uh, you also have, uh, you know, the fact that... Um, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I'm trying. I'm coming. To, I'm trying to come to the words with it. It's just tough for me because there's, it was a lot of emotion with it. I, you know, I, I I could tell you this much: Xbox and people like Phil, they 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 believe that they, you know, deserve the criticism. They and they they believe that that um, you know, they have to be more consistent, and they definitely screwed up with giving out a date and, you know, um, leading people on that way. But I just think that, you know, you really got to look at the games. I think when the games come out, uh, the thing that's, that I just know what's going to happen is, is that when 23, 
2023 comes out and you have Stalker, you have Activision deal um, with the whole library, you have uh, Redfall will probably score a Metacritic of 85, and then you have Starfield, which will probably wow and be a, uh, possibly a 90 Metacritic. You're going to have these people who have these takes today, uh, that have these takes uh, Tuesday or whenever it will drop, that they're going to be praising Phil, and they're going to be praising Xbox, how they turned it around, and all this stuff. Uh, you know, I could just see that happening. Um, you know, nobody wants to hear excuses, but COVID was definitely a factor in here. There's there's definitely issues that, you know, we all knew about that for some reason, you know, nobody wants, you know, nobody can apply that to Xbox. Uh, you know, we don't also don't know. Uh, people are saying, you know, 2022 is going to have no games. I believe Forza is coming. So when that when that's announced, you're not going to have a, a completely, you know, a completely dead 22. But yeah, listen, it does suck. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. all going to have to wait. But at the end of the day, I think that these games are going to be better for for it. And uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I I listen to the way the panel feels and stuff like that. I just was surprised at how really like negative and how harsh the criticism was. Uh, you know, people calling for Phil's job and saying that, you know, he needs to do this and that. I, I just, I don't know. For me, it was a little much. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. I guess we're going to see the only way you can really dispute it, like I talked to Rand, is when the games come out and they have to hit their, you know, they have to hit what they, they want to pull out. And I do believe that they're going to push out uh, you know, 90 Metacritic and, and, and Redfall is going to be, a, a, you know, they're both going to be huge new IP. So I guess until then we'll, we'll really have a feel, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a really rough week for a lot of people. And, and I do take L for, for predicting that it would come out and maybe I shouldn't have done that with no gameplay show. I, I could, I could definitely look at myself and say, I definitely maybe pushed a little too hard, but again, um, things happen. And, uh, you know, it's just not been the best of times for, for you know, for, for studios. And they're not the only ones out there with these issues. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, Tim, I mean, we, we did think that, like, Todd Howard and Bethesda and Xbox, that they felt pretty confident considering, you know, wasn't it Todd that was saying, oh, you know, it's written in uh, yeah. pen, not pencil kind of a thing. And maybe at the mm-hmm. time they were, but then again, you know, uh, because of the global circumstances, like I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but at the same time, every developer around the world has been dealing with, you know, managing their teams and, uh, you know, trying to put everything together, right? They're just, a lot of them just returning to their offices in the past few months. I mean, it has been a struggle to say the least. And I, you know, it's... I, th- I do think that there should be a bit of leeway, especially when you're talking about a game, you know, in such a large scope as Starfield that we know that it's going to be. It's it's going to be their next genre defying right. game. So, I mean, you know, I've talked to a bunch of friends uh, near me who are big, big uh, Bethesda fans. And they just know that, you know, it just comes with the territory that, you know, okay, Bethesda delays their 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 games or titled. It's not anything new. They're used to the bugs that Bethesda has, but at the same time, it's like, hey, you know, if this delay makes it better or whatnot, or if it's not ready, just let them finish it. Let them finish it and let them do their thing, right? Because there's no need to push out an unpolished game. And I don't think that Xbox wants to see that as well, right? Especially after their acquisition. 
100%. And, and, you know, that's the type of talk that I thought we would get, at least from a lot of a lot of people in the community. But, like, when I say the things that I what I, what I saw, and I'm, I'm sure you all saw it. Like, they were like, you know, this is enough. I've had enough. Done with Xbox. I'm canceling Game Pass. Uh, you know, these, these, these really crazy takes. I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, you could have, you know, people could have came at it a different way. Um, Xbox definitely deserves some little blame here. Um, and, and it's unfortunate, but another side of me says, you know what? Um, these same people who, who are complaining and all pissed off in the Xbox community, they wouldn't, this is why, where I, where it gets me. If God of War was announced tomorrow that it was delayed, then all of a sudden, for these people, it would be okay. So, again, is it really about the game, or is it because, you know, of this stupid, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, competition with Sony and, and their fans? Is it because now, because they have one leg up on Xbox fans with, with, with the big, you know, AAA, one of their biggest AAAs coming out? You know, I, I definitely think that plays in part of it and, I, and i've noticed that all the time with xbox fans everything could be going good and then, then sony could have a, a great state of play and and they announce some new things wolverine here and there mm-hmm. and then you know all of a sudden we got a huge super superhero problem and you know xbox doesn't have this and that so uh, like i said I, I again um uh you know I, I just saw a lot of stuff that i really felt like like i, I don't know what do you really want them to do Phil, Phil, you know, Phil, is Phil going to come in there with, uh, you know, and start telling Bethesda what to do? Is is that what people want? And you know, uh, you know, because Phil is a stickler for, he's always been a stickler for hitting dates, and he hates the fact that they did hit their date. But you also have mm-hmm. to be realistic. It was like well, I asked one of the persons at Xbox, and basically their answer to me was, you know. Um, I can understand folks being disappointed for sure, but it's definitely the right decision. Being critical, being critical games like this, do not be rushed or released before they are ready. And you know that that to me made a lot of sense. Like that, that's the the sensible talk that I would figure that we would get from some of the people in the community. But uh, unfortunately, I really didn't see that, and I saw a lot of knee jerk reactions and. Uh, you know, I'm getting rid of Game Pass, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of fighting, and uh, I have to say, I was disappointed, and 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 I was aggravated by it. Um, you know, that's just my my take on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, just one sec, I I do th- again, I agree with you, Tim, and I guess the question is, okay, we know that again okay xbox is well aware of the fact that okay they just delayed two big first party titles the question is what are they going to have right so and they must have something right they must have a game or two up their sleep to pull in there i know we've been seeing rumblings of a certain remaster collection or another remaster in the works maybe they'll have a you know again a a game or two to plug in uh when their showcase comes we'll have to wait and see but uh you know, it, it does suck, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, I, again, I, I would rather have a game that's polished, that works well, instead of an unstable game that just doesn't look good for Xbox overall. That's just me, personally. Uh, but yeah, sorry, had Crusader, Crusader, I believe you were yeah, I was uh, say, Do you mind if I go next? Because I yes. think on the panel, I'm probably the most irritated. 
no, uh, no, based on if, if anyone's like followed me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am going to preface this with several things before I go into my take. Number one, I am happy that they are willing to delay games to make sure that they are of quality. I, I like the particulars of what they have delayed this year. They that does not bother. What bothers me is the fact that this delay has essentially tanked the entirety of their publicly announced 2022 plans, right? I mean, we haven't, they, they haven't released anything in the first half of the year. And right now, there is nothing that the public knows scheduled for the second half of the year. And why does this bother me? Well, I'm very public about the fact that I literally don't care about exclusives. I, I genuinely do not care if a game is exclusive. Um, and that's a very different take than most people in our community. All what right. I care about more than anything is the value proposition of Game Pass. It's the biggest reason why I like Xbox right now. I love Xbox for Game Pass because it's it's like nothing else. You know, if um, it, it lets you try games that you might not have. It lets you um, games that you would probably only play once and then never again. You can. It, it's a great service, right? And right now. Probably the biggest selling factor of Game Pass is day one first-party titles. And they had a $120 value proposition for the year with Redfall and Starfield. Now, Redfall, questionable. We're in COVID. They only said summer of 2022. Fine. You know, it, it, like, I accepted that as a risk. But when you're hearing, no, like, a 18-month out, concrete November 11th, 2022 date, that is like an almost set in stone kind of thing. And to come out and hear Todd Howard say multiple times over the, uh, the six, in the six months following that, that uh, they wouldn't have said the date if they weren't comp uh, exceptionally confident that they could hit it. And then all of a sudden it's delayed. That's a big value problem for me because Microsoft is doing something that the rest of the industry isn't. And it is Game Pass. And they have to sell Game Pass to you based on value. Uh, it, it's not quite like uh, the, the other consoles. Like I, I could care less about a game being exclusive to a console. I lauded Xbox for going to PC. I could actually, I would not care if they launched all their games on PlayStation. That's a very hot take that a lot of people would prob will, will probably criticize me for. Um, but hearing that there is literally zero value from their first-party studios is kind of not acceptable to me this year. Okay. Um, especially when, since 2020, we have heard them say our target is to hit one game a quarter. You can't say things like that and then turn around and currently it's looking to your fans like there's the potential for four quarters in a row of nothing. Now, I don't believe there's not going to be anything this year. I do genuinely believe Forza Motorsport is going to come out this year. Not that that does a lot for me, but that's a whole different topic. Uh, if Forza Motorsport came out and took up one of those slots, it's perfectly fine and acceptable for me. That's a that, It's part of the value. I won't play everything that comes to the service. Mm -hmm. um, but to, to hear them talk on and on, and even hear Satya talk on and on about it, that you know their goal is to expand this service and get one triple a game a quarter into it and you know have all these things and then have a year like this where you know great they had to delay games I i'm happy they're delaying games to make sure they're quality but that this screws up everything 
for like the, for the year to, that we know of now. It, it, it's very frustrating. And I, I know they they had to make a tough choice. It was either announce it now and have four weeks of malcontent and then have a showcase that will make people happy or announce it at the showcase and have an amazing showcase that's completely made lackluster by the fact that they're delaying two large games during it. Um, that That's a tough call to make. I do think in the end they probably made the correct one, but that doesn't mean that it's not incredibly frustrating to hear that there is, you know, right now I'm looking at the roadmap. I'm Mr. Leaks and Rumors guy, but I, I don't count a leak and rumor as anything until it's publicly announced. Can I ask you a question, Crusader? Sure, go ahead. I, I, dialogue's Let's, my favorite thing. And, I, and that's why I love you. Let me ask you, give me 2023 lineup. And what you said is all true. But let's say Forza, let's say Forza's delayed until next year. Okay? Yeah. Let's just say we do the four quarters of, of drought. What's what do you think's on plate for 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 2023? Let's just let's just so, go on and 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 talk about that because I think that sure. might open people's eyes up. Sure, sure. Um, so to talk about that, I mean that that still doesn't solve the issue that it's 180 dollars for this year and nothing comes this year. But absolutely, uh, I I do think that uh, we absolutely would have Starfield and Redfall next year. Now, would both of them actually end up landing in? quarter one and two like they, they're saying they are i don't right. know but we'll definitely have those two i i can't say for certain when forza motorsport's gonna hit if it, if it did hit 2023 cool it, it's also next year but the more games that get pushed into next year the more games are going to subtly behind the scenes get pushed out of next year that's just common sense you, you look sony did the same thing this year with their lineup every game that they're releasing this year was a game that was delayed out of last year you know gran turismo uh, yeah, yeah. Horizon Forbidden West yeah. and God of War were all supposed to launch last year and right. they have nothing that's launching this year but at least they had something to launch you know like last year they had a bit of a barren patch but they, they well, launched things fair. this year and they're probably still launching things this year do you think but God they don't I, have do, that service right <laughs> that, I agree and I think that you, you definitely that there's a solid point and you know um there's really no way to counter that it's 180 uh, yeah. not getting anything. But you do get some good AAAs. You do definitely sure. get a lot of indies. And you get like, uh, you know, so you get sometimes you get a, the show and certain games here and there. Would you say that Avowed and, and Hellblade 2 would hit? And then if you um, do have those five games, what do you think that the take would so, be then on Xbox? I think it would be great. I'm just tired of saying that the next year is going to be the good year, because we've been saying that since 2020. Um, that That's very... It's getting very old, very quick. Well, not very quick. It's been three years. Um, that's but, fair. Um, Avowed is a tough one, because would they release two major open-world AAA RPGs in, within six months of each other? Um, I don't know. Would the delay of Starfield into next year delay about out of next year? That's a big question. Because uh, you, you do have to think about how you are approaching your lineup. You, you don't want to oversaturate one market too much. I've been saying that they will likely launch one AAA RPG every 9 to 15 months. So if Starfield launches in the first 
quarter of the year, Avowed could launch in fourth quarter. Um, I just don't think they're going to want to oversaturate that market too much because um, those will directly compete with each other and cannibalize each other. Um, but like Hellblade wouldn't do that. Will Hellblade launch next year? Maybe. Uh, like again, it's it's all going to come down to the showcase in June, um, and that's going to overall because like right now I'm not I'm not at the fences screaming vitriol and wanting people fired. I I will never do that. Um, it's horrible. Don't ever do that, people. Um, but you know, uh, I need to see results. Does that make sense? I, I I'm. I'm tired of hearing about what's going to happen. I want it to happen. You know what? And, and, and you really laid that out well, I have to say. Uh, I can't really argue with what you said. Mm -hmm. I guess I guess if the community was more uh, as elaborate and well-spoken like that, I, I would have, you know, taken it a little better. But, you know, all the things that I saw right. were, like, really, like... Well, that's like, Twitter. You that's know, you know these. I I know these people, but they were they they were they were very upset. And I get it, but um, yeah, just like I said, maybe I don't know. Maybe there uh, are a few things that, that they can do this I, year. There's a few yeah. things that they can do this year that can make it better. Uh, not not a well, lot. Then, this year is put them into a tough corner because yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Call of Duty still has marketing rights with um, SIE until 2023. So. Yes. And we know from the leaked Resident Evil contract, or at least we're fairly certain, that with Sony's co-marketing, it precludes put going onto any other service. It doesn't list Game Pass directly, but it it, it precludes other right. like, going onto other services because that would damage the, the marketing. You know, it would make Sony's marketing basically worthless. Um, so Call of Duty is probably not an option. If, if they could get Call of Duty this year, that would be insane and instantly i'd be like well there, there's your value proposition you're solved right um and i i don't think hogwarts legacy or the gotham knights game could be a very uh viable option for the same reason i think i, I we know uh hogwarts legacy has uh playstation co marketing they had a state of play for it um i i don't know about the uh gotham knights uh, Gotham Knights would be a solid, solid get if they could, you know? That would that would make up a, a tremendous amount. Um, Ubisoft Plus, you know, in some form, they had rumors that Ubisoft Plus was going to get tiers, uh, so that it wasn't always just the, the expensive day one version, that it was also going to be similar to a cheaper EA Play version. You know, you get the entire backlog of Ubisoft on, while it's not new games, per se, that's a massive amount of content that can tide everyone over. Like EA Play was a great get at the end of 2020 that I was very ecstatic about. So you can do the same thing here. It's just announcing this without having previously announced a better, uh, like almost like a cushion. That's probably the biggest pain point here, right? And that cushion's not gonna come until. June twelfth, unfortunately. So we're it's going to be people angry about this until June twelfth. 
100%. And you made a great point, too, saying that uh, strategically that if, if they had kept this under wraps until the show, uh, undoubtedly, no matter how good the show was, the, the talk would be the delay. Mm-hmm. So that was so, smart that they got well, it out. They know, and like I said, they know where the conversation would, would go, right? So Yeah. yeah. And, and I would say, you know, there's people who say, why would they um, – you know, uh, do this when they knew all along. I could say, I could, you know, you guys know, you know, know that I know some stuff sometimes. And I think this is one of the cases where you can lean on me where they didn't know anything until about a week ago. Like, I mean, and, and you can maybe criticize the fact that, the, that, you know, but I think that maybe Todd realized that they've come to that point, uh, you know, just a month ago. Uh, you know, you had uh, Xbox tweeting the date uh, on their on their, uh, their their thing. Aaron was talking about the date. Uh, they fully believed that they were going to hit that eleven. Uh, you know, eleven, eleven, twenty-two. Uh, I just think that Bethesda just you know realized it was too much. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely happy that they are delaying the game so we get a better game. That, that's the the weird thing. Because when I talk about this, I, I I seem angry, and I'm more angry at the big picture, right? Like the 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 big picture of the the value, you know. And mm. but I I couldn't be happier that they that Xbox is willing to um delay some of their biggest titles. I mean, I I was happy when they delayed Halo. Was it a was that also a very painful happy and a very painful value proposition? Yes, but not quite as much because half the game's free to play. Um, you know, so I can't be mad that they're delaying the game. I'm just mad that we're two years into a new console generation and they have this bespoke, fantastic service that's just not mm-hmm. getting the support it needs this year. Mm-hmm. And the console's not getting the support it needs this year at least it doesn't look like it they could do something ridiculous and i will eat every last word every last word if they do something absolutely insane again yeah and again like we still don't know what they have planned for the rest of the year i mean personally i think they wouldn't delay them unless they had something covered personally and i just got to interrupt uh, we do have a 1999 super chat from peter sark thank you uh peter that's very uh gracious of you my friend imagine being mad about video games especially when you're not the one putting in the time and work there's an actual war going on in the world and people are getting angry about release dates for a game i mean that's a that's a fair comment peter but at the same time i would say that i mean we yes i mean there are other things going on in the world i mean at all points in time and you know it, you know there are things that suck a lot more obviously more serious things but you know we're just commenting on video games giving different opinions different thoughts and you know some things do deserve uh, you know some debate some healthy debate right and again we're not like you know, we can give some critique, we can give some praise and whatnot. It's not anything very serious. We're just, you know, we're just, we're just having a yeah. little critique, a little, uh, it's just having a healthy conversation. That That's all it is. Um, this is hot. This is Crusader's hobby, Matt. I'm mad at my hobby. I'm not actually mad. Like, I'm not, like, seething. I'm not, like, brooding. It's just irritating, you know? Mm. Especially since I do have money invested into this hobby, right? Mm-hmm. And 
my return mm -hmm. on what I thought I was going to get from that money this year for my hobby is not necessarily going to come, and I could have put it towards another hobby like Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Now, I would love to hear from some other guys on the panel. Uh, General MLD, but I'll pick on you because I, I know you definitely have uh, some thoughts on this. I know you're uh, gearing, coiled up, ready to go here. Well, you know, what, what are, what's some of your thoughts on all this? Oh, yeah, I got thoughts on this. All right. Because, uh, uh, well, first, I think, like, Pete, uh, Tim, Tim was right. I did see a lot of Xbox fans tweeting rather emotionally. Like, like the, this is Twitter. It's text you have an opportunity to think about what you're going to say before you, you click, before you post it. Like, you know, collect yourself, calm down, take the situation in. Yes, it's a shame. There's no sugarcoating that. But people uh, had a bit of a more of an over, overreaction from what, from what I saw. I, I agree with Tim on that 100%. But, um, I, mean, I mean, looking at it, though, we all know it'll be great eventually. The delay will ultimately be good. Long-term Xbox is going to be doing great. I know, and we always keep saying next year is going to be the year. Next year will be the year. Like there, there's just no more waiting after this year. Like that, that's it. Their acquisitions will finally, all their efforts, all their investments, it will finally pay off next year. Full stop. No more waiting beyond 2023 or like you know the start of 2023. And these two delays will significantly boost that year and beyond, especially when the uh, Activision Blizzard thing comes through. But. But, but people are upset about the short term. They don't want to wait. They don't want to spend the rest of the 2022 year thinking that there's nothing available. And I think, again, that's just emotional. We all should uh, be a little, a little reasonable and reserve judgment until after the June showcase. That is the most sensible thing to do because obviously they got some cards up their sleeves. Let them show what they got before, let, before we reserve judgment. And I do think they made the right choice uh, Satan Starfield uh, was, will be delayed now because if they did have a great, great June showcase, if they delayed uh, Starfield then, that's all people would talk about. It would ruin the entire conference 100%. So I think they're right to take the hit now, but trade it for some really good will in a month from now. So, but again, uh, I mean, yeah, like I had a more of a level headed take, like, you know, it bums, you know, it bums you out, but Xbox, they're at least committed now. To th they want the quality. They had a great 2021, and I think overall, a lot of fans, like you know, people call me a fanboy. You know, I know I know how the fanboys think, or even even fans, fanboys alike, doesn't matter. I think we all just came off a great 2021 for Xbox. The console, the brand, had a lot of momentum, and people just want to, you know, people want the wins to keep coming. We want to keep feeling the feeling the, uh, you know, it feels good. It feels good when the brand you are invested in is listening to you and improving and giving you games that you just want to play and makes you genuinely excited about about you know playing video games. So for that essentially is essentially put on hold for the rest of the year and people don't want to wait until the end of the year to be excited again. But again, I'm taking the more level-headed approach, wait for the June showcase. Let them see what they got up their sleeves. Cuz I I was looking up what Xbox has in the pipeline. I mean, the rest of the year isn't dry as people think. I mean, I think for third party, we've got Scorn, Exomecha, Warhammer, Darktide, Ark Survival 2. Um, day one, yeah, day one game, there's Day One Game Pass games like Plague Tale 2, Sniper Elite 5, Atomic Heart. We've got some uh, published games like uh, Dusk Falls. I think Grounded's finally going to have its 1.0 release this year. It'll finally be out of early access. Mm -hmm. uh, people have seen uh, Age of Empires 4 will come to console. Um, rumors about the Gears of War collection, Forza 8. 
uh, Halo Season 3 possible campaign expansion. Who knows? But at least, at the very least, Season 3 by uh, by the holiday period. So we, we definitely got things going on. But it's just that initial shock, I think. But I think I think it's going to be okay. Like, it, all you got to do, uh, Game Pass, I do think, uh, yeah, since Crusader was right, they want to grow Game Pass. And the not Starfield and Redfall not coming this year, it may hurt the subscriber growth. But I, I think at the very least, it'll remain steady because I feel like a Game Pass still gets great games every month, something for everybody. Like again, I'm looking forward to playing Sniper Elite Five this month alone. The sub will pay for itself in other games. There's so many games being added, even without these big headliner first-party games. 2023, 2023 and beyond will be fantastic. It'll be everything that we want it to be and more. It's just it's just getting through the, the last rough patch, I'd say. Uh, no, the last growing pains coming off of last gen, where you know, they had they went through the growth pa- growth phase, the buyout phase, and only now are things finally starting to get to where we want them to. And it's just that last patch of people just they, they want it to be over with. But I, I think it's better than what people realize after after people calm down and you know just think about it a little bit. It's not that bad. The game will be amazing. So uh, that's uh, that's what I think. Save save all judgment for the June showcase, and then we we'll, we will revisit twenty twenty two. No, Ooh. very well said. Yeah, very well said, my friend. I mean, they did get hit pretty bad, especially with some uh, deals they have, whether for marketing or like timed exclusive. Obviously, um, oh what. Oh, what the heck is that game? I mean, okay, Atomic Heart, and then there's the other game that's supposed to come out in uh, late December or early December. Stalker, Stalker yeah, Stalker, Stalker 2. It was originally supposed to be out this April. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, you know, you got to feel for the, you know, the devs uh, there. It's, you know, it really does suck, and, you know, it puts a lot of... Uh, you know, a lot of thought, again, into, you know, some of the hardships going on for uh, those developers, those people, and so on. But, you know, again, just with uh, Xbox and, you know, just how a lot of their deals have been, uh, you know, have worked out and the timing of things, it just, you know, that sucks along with, um, yeah, I mean, these two, uh, you know, they sting, I'll admit. Starfield, I actually, again, I, I have to eat some of my words. I thought that it was going to stick to uh, November. I, I didn't think it was going to move. I, I really didn't think so because I, I, to me they sounded confident in the date, but again, it is what it is, fellas. You know, and I would rather a more complete polished game come out. But I do. Hey, I, I understand some of the fr- you know the frustrations in the comments. I really do. But what do you want me to say? I I would rather them put out a a more competent, complete game than something that just got got plopped out there. So you know, it's for the better. And I remember some people calling me in some DMs kind of crazy for saying that, you know, from stuff that I was hearing and thinking that Redfall was going to be delayed till next year. I mean, I don't know. I just kind of felt that it wasn't going to make it personally by the summertime. So, but that just is how it is. You know, and that's just my thoughts. Uh, let's see. Who else can I pick on here? Eric Buddy. What do you think of all this? Because, again, we've seen a lot of emotional responses. We've seen... Mm-hmm. You know, again, a lot of different commentary. Uh, what's again? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's unfortunate what happened. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think everybody's kind of touched on most of the things, um, like surrounding as far as yeah, uh, just like their planning. But I, I did see like a lot of people just say, "Yeah, we need to replace Phil." Like you know, he's 
you know, how much longer are we going to wait? And it's just like, like, and you know, they have 20 studios, so they should have something out. And it's just kind of a complete misunderstanding of like where Xbox was like, <laughs> like coming in, they had like four studios that were making Xbox exclusives, Rare, Turn 10, Coalition, and 343. That's all they had. So that's the issue is that that's not enough. You're not going to have a game every year with only four <laughs> of those studios. Um, and they didn't just get, it wasn't like, hey, Don Matrick left, cool. Um, cool, who's going to, there was that whole part where like there wasn't anybody, you know, really taking the head because um, he left before the console even launched and maybe Mark Witten kind of stepped in and filled in, but there was no one to like immediately take his place, like how Matrick took over for more. Um, and they didn't just like, hey, Mark Witten just left too. So, okay, Phil, you're, I'm going to name you the head of Xbox, but we know he didn't get like VP until like 2017. And that Xbox was actually, he had to talk to Safia to get the division back together. They had split them apart. Um, and then it shoveled it under the Windows division. So the VP that was really in charge to like make big level, you know, because you remember like more when he would like, you know, make big either signings or um, big exclusive deals with like Rockstar because I'm sure they paid out pretty penny to get, you know, that Rockstar DLC uh, time exclusive for a few years. Um, just like things like that or, you know, just, hey, I'm going to, let Bungie go and like so stuff like that's going to fall under like Myerson to make like or basically Phil to go to Myerson like hey can I do this no okay cool hey you're spending too much money on this uh scale uh scale bound game that we're still not seeing any progress with here's your budget um so you got to cut your losses at some point so I mean it wasn't like hey Phil had a epiphany one day Hey, I'm just gonna buy all these. Uh, start buying studios like crazy. I should have done it years ago when I was named head of Xbox, but it, you know, for some reason, I just didn't do it until I woke up one morning. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure he was, you know, knew that was an issue, um, and it was more about, hey, I'm not high left, you know, high level enough to, uh, you know, prove myself for because at that time we were hearing Xbox like might get let go like uh you know they're like just debating what are they going to do with it um so i think that's that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way where it's just like people don't really understand like just because he addressed getting the studios doesn't mean that that's the problem you, you think that games are going to come out in a year or two after he's just added new studios mm -hmm. like it's been less than four years for horizon forbidden west took five years to make a direct sequel it wasn't even a new ip for them to even do that but a top of the line studio that we all highly regard in the industry but you know compulsion and some of these other studios working on new ip have to get out games faster than probably one of the best at their game like i don't understand <laughs> like where do they think quality games come from like it took seven years for the first horizon. Like, like I think that's the issue. And then it, to say like, okay, well then they should have had other stuff planned. Well, Bethesda was supposed to be the stopgap. They were supposed to fill the void while initiative, you know, it was a brand new studio trying to find itself. 
some of these other studios did have games that dropped after the acquisitions, like Outer Worlds. You had already deals that were still in place. Maybe they should have broke the contract and took, hey, we don't have any, uh, Starfield might get delayed, but we're going to break contract and Ghostwire Tokyo's Xbox exclusive this year. So we found a game, you know, to fill the void this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. and just took and took that away. Like they, they could have done that, I guess. But like they would, that was a stopgap. So to say, I mean, plans are plans until shit goes out the window. Like you, you saw what happened. Someone already pointed out PlayStation's whole uh, calendar last year got pretty much pushed out the window other than a time exclusive of an Xbox studio with Deathloop. And okay, at the time it wasn't a first party, but um, you did have Housemark, but, um, and you had Ratchet. So like, man, if Ratchet, if something happened, they pushed it back. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, okay, cool. Get, replace Phil. And then the person that comes in next, you're going to be praising, oh, look, they got Starfield out and Redfall out. Like they just came in after someone already ran all the bases and was like five feet from home. <laughs> like the he. Whoever takes over for him is going to be like, wow, you have all these studios to, that I have here to work with. I can do all this, all these projects that are in, you know, in play. Mm-hmm. And like, it's going to be super easy for whoever steps in versus when he stepped in and what did they have? He had to like find somebody to coalition was like basically a brand new rebanded studio from their old studio that got shut down. Like three, four, three was like their veteran. Well, I guess turn 10 was, but like, <laughs> Turn 10 was their veteran studio when he stepped in, basically. And and I didn't really elaborate or, you know, uh, I'm tired, you know, like I was saying, but you made a great point that that's what gets me too is that, you know, you earlier said that, you know, you people are acting like Xbox was, you know, like we're back in 2017 and they haven't come so far. You know, they, they've come so far since 2017. And they've fixed so many things, and they've got the situation where, I mean, if they, you know, they got the situation where if, if the Activision deal goes through, you know, uh, they're going to be sitting really pretty. And, and you know, uh, it's just, you know, I, I just think people forget that how, how bad it was and how potentially really good it is going to be. And just just gonna take a little bit of more time, you know. And I, I know people hate that, gamers hate that. And uh, you know, uh, shout out to Peter with the uh, the uh, you know uh, the the, the um, super chat. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a, a great guy. And, and yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. I think that stuff too. It's like, you know, uh, I don't know. We're just super passionate, super. You know, you know, we want, you know information every day we want news every day we want teams every day uh you know but uh, from the reality is is that they had four studios in 2017 and they were considering uh you know just being third party i think or just being a console maker and 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 you know running the windows store to you know they're on the verge of having 35 studios and uh being called a monopoly in 2022 
now oh uh, we got yobi with the super chat five dollar super chat dragonheart yobi tv hey if you guys don't know yobi great guy very positive fella he said hashtag peace love life to all to you all stay safe you all rock thank you for what you bring to the community and just thanks for existing you matter and uh, forever Oh, thanks, Yobi. That's very uh, nice of you to say. Again, very passionate guy, very passionate fella. If uh, you guys don't already follow this guy, you should. He's a really cool guy, this uh, Yobi. Really cool guy uh, from the Gamers United Guild. What a fella. What a fella. Um, actually, Shock, uh, Yobi has a question for you in the chat. Uh, if, they, if they were to break contract, uh, can they get sued for that? Like, how, how does that work? Do you know? Oh, I'm, I'm sure they I'm sure they would and they'd have to probably pay like you know a penalty of whatever I don't know whatever they paid but does stuff for those deals I'm sure they would have to probably give that money back and and then some and pay some type of penalty I mean I'm no lawyer with those type of contracts but mm. that would be my guess but yeah and yeah, it was, so it set a bad precedent like it would just be like bad it would be cool for like the people on Twitter where they're like, hey, cool, we just took your, you know, because that was the thing what people were thinking about when they, because Sony had just showed those off when they, they uh, announced the acquisition. So it was like, wait, what about those two games you just showed off that was like your two of your big major showcase pieces? Mm. Did Xbox just like take those away from the you? The FTC ammunition. Yeah. yeah oh, that, that too. Yeah. That's a big anti-competition uh, thing. Like, like, it wouldn't go in totally into antitrust, mm -hmm. but like, they could get fined from multiple governments for anti-competitive practices oh, you, with doing stuff like that blow you, the whole deal that, that, man yeah that's like why no companies like almost all companies will honor existing contracts unless um there's like a key financial reason why they shouldn't like they're they're planning to like reorg an entire company which is not happening here like they're not reorging uh the entire company so like there's no they wouldn't have a good credible reason to end the contract because like if you're terminating a contract because you're literally just not going to go ahead with like whatever projects being worked on that's one thing mm. but like terminating this kind of project like it, it, it's still gonna like that loop's still gonna release if they terminate this contract so it's a very very different landscape with with that kind of thing and then you'll that's why like you'll see like most of the companies if anyone buys anyone they'll they'll continue to uphold like current contracts like embracer is upholding the contracts that are in place with uh disney and microsoft with uh crystal dynamics they even publicly announced that when they said they were purchasing them like these companies don't mess around with with that stuff mm -hmm. yeah excellent question yobi good stuff uh you know really really good question um, now, Centurion, I know that you've been patiently waiting to get in here because I'm sure you have many thoughts like the rest of us have had. Like, what's your take on this whole, like, again, Starfield, Redfall, uh, being delayed stuff? <laughs> um, well, there was, am I allowed to be blunt? Am I allowed to be colorful? Well, okay. you know, be as colorful <laughs> as you can be, my friend. Color well, me like that's a right. shrimp. All right. So obviously when I flipped it open and I saw the Google thing, I was just like, at first I was like, is somebody messing around? And I noticed it was from the verge. Other places were reporting on. I was like, yeah, it sucks. You want to know my initial thought? It was like, God, 
Thank God, my backlog is a mile freaking long. I work way too damn much, like almost every American or anybody else who basically works. And I'm just glad that I found some extra time to play the games that I need to finish already. Um, yeah, it sucks. Um, does it cancel things for me as a gamer? No, my life does not hinge and revolve around Xbox, even though I'm an Xbox fan and I even got an iced out Xbox chain that everybody has seen on fanboy. Obviously I'm an Xbox fan, but does this break my heart? No, I'm glad they're putting these things back in the oven. Look at Halo Infinite, you know, uh, a game that we needed to hit a point. We needed to get it out for the holiday season. Now we all see what happens when you try to piecemeal a game into existence. We don't want Starfield piecemealed. We don't want Redfall piecemealed. We don't want Starfield to look and function like CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk 2077, a total hard drive nightmare. Um, mm. I have different thoughts on that situation too. I've noticed that developers are actually wanting to start dropping the older style of consoles because no offense, there's limitations. They're wanting to move on. Maybe this has something to do with that because we got to remember Xbox only said they're going to make sure that the older generation was viable for two years. If you guys want to think it's longer, that was PlayStation that said four. Xbox said two. Guess mm -hmm. what? Two years runs out this November. And to be fair, you know, Xbox, like, you know, going back to 2017, 2018, they were criticized for pushing out some unpolished games. I mean, for example, I did really like uh, ReCore, for example, but to call that a complete game, I mean, there was a lot of... It was undercooked in a lot of ways, to say the least, and it was missing a portion of the game, and it was very buggy. So, I mean, again, if you're Xbox, you damned if you do and damned if you don't, right? I think, again, they're doing the, the best thing that they can by delaying it because, again, everybody's going to remember a really shitty buggy game a la uh, Cyberpunk. Even though, I, I, again, I know it's in a different state right now and you know, it, it can be a good game. I'm just saying that everybody still remembers the first impressions. So, again, it's about leaving these positive first impressions. And I, I do really think that Phil and Aaron and all of them, they want to leave people with a really good impression of the games and the quality uh, being pushed out by Xbox First Party Studios. Because they know that, again, we got there's passionate fans behind them and they really want to do good for the fan base. It sucks. I'm not saying the situation doesn't suck. But, you know, at least let's wait until their show to see what they have like may, again maybe they'll have oh, like one real. or one or two announcements again it could be again a, a gears 2 remaster gears collection or so on right centurion oh for real so here let's put it this way um microsoft has to have an ace up their sleeve and every company does they always have a plan b or a plan c um let's talk about plan b for game pass because we all talked about the value proposition of game pass microsoft can walk out with the checkbook tomorrow and get us a value proposition by making sure we're going to have some really good excellent third-party games day and date take the place of those games in game pass to reinstitute that value proposition that game pass can offer um now if i can at least also shoot off the hip onto david jaffe um i'm sorry good sir but when i wiki you 
you are an individual who likes to walk away from a lot of things. Your own studio was a very short-lived hiccup in the gaming industry when you actually read about you. You actually walked away from Twitter and social media because you can't handle the heat in the kitchen when it comes time to make the bread, my good friend. And if you really want me to be truthful, let's talk about Phil Spencer, a man who has grinded and worked at the same damn job for 30 years. You have nothing to hold to that man. Sorry, it is what it is. You hide out in your home with your beard and you run your mouth about somebody who has put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears 30 years into a company, something you know nothing about. And so there is David Jaffe wrapped up in a good sense. I'm pretty sure I'll probably be blocked by him eventually. I don't <laughs> care because guess what? I don't need to hear somebody that's literally a hypocrite. They ha he has no idea what he's talking about. whoop de do Twisted Metal, God of War. Guess what? Twisted Metal is going to is gonna be turned into something that Sony wants you to have nothing to do with. They've left you out of the loop when it comes to Twisted Metal. They've already remade God of War better than you ever could have have they have moved on holy shit you went straight there, for the there jugular <laughs> there you go david jaffe there you go yeah guess what sony has remade both the titles that you can that you keep trying to ride the coattails on let's talk about game pass yeah game pass is in its infancy you know 2017 it was a new thing yeah we're five years deep but it's just starting to get some legs it's new it's shaping the industry i mean like there is no other product like it so to really sit there and fault Phil Spencer to say that he doesn't know what he's doing, I don't even think Phil Spencer kind of knows what he's doing because it's a new product. You don't know until you find out. That's the idea of evolving the industry, being innovative and trying new things. You don't really know what's going to happen. I just know that Microsoft has always in the end at least tried to do what they do with the with what they have at their disposal and with bethesda again starfield redfall was stuff that they were already working on before microsoft got a hold of them we all know that phil spencer has a big deal with quality that's why he canceled scalebound and shut down lionhead studios and like uh, he regretted lionhead studios for starters mm. but maybe because of that regret rather than sh you know coming in and laying down the hammer he's basically willing to delay a game to put out a good product he's willing to take all the scuff and heat that comes with putting a game delay down and he is hitting it head on i mean he already knew he was going to be a target and phil spencer in my opinion who would want that kind of heat on him but again don't want to get up on a soapbox i am with tim dog over here i'm shocked that the community doesn't understand like i'm just saying right now if you're going to be out there saying that phil spencer sucks and that you know this person that you can do a better job or you know better job this better job that i'm canceling game pass i better be able to go to wherever you work and you have every duck in a row and i should be able to talk to your boss and be like has that dude been perfect the whole time he's been here like not one not one falter i'm pretty sure that's going to be like impossible like at my job, there's always things we're behind on. There's always projects being put on the back burner because something else takes priority. Shit happens. It's just what happens. It, it's part of life. And I'm just going to continue playing games, having fun with the games that are delivered to me because in my opinion, I have way too much to play right now. And, and, it, and it's weird that people are like, oh, he's, uh, it's all about management. They don't know how to man. He doesn't know how to manage studios. I'm like, 
because of Todd was saying, hey, I need a little bit more. I need a, maybe a few more months because he said first half of next year. Maybe he doesn't hit it, but hopefully he does. So maybe they just needed a few more months. So now he mismanaged Bethesda. What? That makes no freaking sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what does Jim Ryan have to mismanage? Those studios are been. That's the thing. They've had those studios. They didn't just get to this pinnacle of like being some of the best studios in the industry. Like they weren't the best studio in the industry when they released Killzone Shadowfall. Let's be real. <laughs> so like they've gotten to this point because of you know you know basically just putting stuff in place making sure you know quality is up to snuff and also giving them time and the resources they've been in place and grinding and getting to that point so what does jim ryan now that he's the head what does he have to do to manage like those studios are basically like bethesda right now is basically gonna run themselves (laughs) so what is there really to manage I hope we get to see some of the same energy come uh, the delay on God of War Ragnarok. I don't want that game. I agree with you. I, I don't, I, I just, you know, I think it's going to be so funny if that happens. You're going to see all these people who really took the screws to fill and, and, and uh, and the, and the community or whatever. They, they'll, they'll, they'll have all have their answers and, you know, all I can't wait had to something win. else, dude. Delay, yeah, they did. Delayed. Well, for like GSP delay or GSC delayed. You know, and, I can't. And then the war happened. Yeah. <laughs> like probably pushed back indefinitely now. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to, for 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 the these takes like Tassie had uh, next year. If like these games hit and they they're they're really critical successes, and you know, um, it, it's like it's like a really strong I, year. Can't, can't wait to hear. All that stupid, like, ass-kissing that goes on. What if, by yeah. some chance, Microsoft heard through the grapevine that they know God of War is being delayed, so they took advantage of that? Well, well what if, what if being in Sony's position, you're really thinking that Xbox is going to have Fords of Starfield and Redfall in the, in, the, in the holiday, and here you are. Yeah, you just released two games. You know, uh, GT7 did pretty good, and Horizon, um, probably a victim of Elden Ring, kind of really uh, would have been better placed uh, another part of the year. But uh, now you're, uh, you know, you're, um, you're them, and now you see that hey, our, our competition is is you know uh, giving us a free pass. You're either going to really try for it, or you're going to say, you know what, we can delay too with them, uh, and also the shortages, which are still obviously an issue. Uh, you know, they might free up uh, a lot more when, uh, you know, when we can release it in 2023. So, yeah, honestly, I just, like I said, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm not the most uh, articulate today because, like I said, I'm very tired. But um, I just, like I said, I, I felt bad just the way, that, like, just the real, the, the stuff that I saw, like the, the firing of Phil and, you know, these same these are the same people that were, you know, uh, you know, praising Phil and saying how great he was. Just like, you know, three months ago when he had uh, when he won that award and stuff like that. So uh, I don't know. I just think that uh, you you gotta you gotta stay a little more grounded than that. Uh, at the end of the day, it's only six months, and uh, you know, I, I think that you know uh, we'll be very happy gamers. 
and uh, maybe well, game dog. Get a good game, uh, you know, for just to help ease the blow too. What were you saying, Santoro? I was just wanting to ask you, not just like. I'm pretty sure you could relate to this, at least in my industry, we've seen insane growth. Uh, I know the place I work for has grown like threefold. We've seen how much uh, growth we've seen in the gaming industry. I don't know about you, but with how crazy the past two years are, I think a little bit of slowdown is a good thing because it's just been like, excuse the expression, just to the wall since the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, it, it's been crazy, and, and I think there's been a lot more gamers because of the pandemic. Oh, definitely, that's a fact. Uh, people mm-hmm. people yeah. were just basically shipping to the home, but, um, you know, uh, it, it's 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 true. It's, you know, uh, you want to get back to normal, and maybe, maybe uh, that's soon coming, but I do think that once they, they start to get these games out, that, that quarter, game a quarter, I mean, they have, like, 35, projects supposedly in the works um you know those games are going to start hitting and their promise of a a a big game every quarter is going to become a reality and i just want to add that from a purely business perspective xbox is going to do do, uh, just fine i think they'll hold the line until 2023 purely because of the two factors the chip shortage and that xbox paid for the chip priority so i think this will kind of buy xbox the time it needs to get its games in order so i think from that perspective i think they'll just wait this out because hey they got the chip priority that you know uh there's a shortage all around so i think if if everything was like normal if stock was normal i think maybe there, we, we would see like a, a bigger gap in the sales charts but i think now this is like a perfect opportunity for xbox to just you know get their get their stuff in order and uh by 2023 hey that's it like uh hey the, the, that's off, they're off you know yeah they definitely need good showings for this next month for like starfield and redfall so at least you knowing them getting delayed a few months into beginning of next year at least you'll know like oh, okay cool i really want to play these cool i'm gonna get an xbox because you know yeah. this holiday because in a few months i'll be playing these games exactly yeah people will buy in anticipation so yeah, I think they'll do fine, just fine, regardless of this year, regardless of what like the passion fans uh, are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, lots of good comments, guys. Lots of good uh, takes. I, you know, definitely a lot of uh, variety on the uh, the panel to say the least. You know, all coming from like different angles, and even in the chat too, guys. Like honestly, uh, you know, some really interesting stuff. And it's great to have you all here. By the way, if you guys are enjoying uh, the show so far, definitely leave a like. And share this out just to let everybody know that we are live. And if you haven't done so, sub to the channel because we'd love to have you stick around. Uh, Yobi does have another question. Uh, do you all think that Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo will still be the main three pillars of gaming uh, of gaming for the future of gaming? I mean, I haven't seen any indication how that's going to be changing anytime soon. Uh, Google obviously doesn't seem to have very much... Uh, staked in the game unfortunately with the stadia uh that's dying a slow death and amazon and and their luna i mean we don't really mean there's just not a lot there at the moment i mean they are doing a little bit better they actually have a couple of studios work on some things like new world and uh and whatnot but i mean we haven't really seen any other competitors in the space other than 
I mean, I guess Embracer Group, they're buying all kinds of studios right now in IP, but they're not making any console themselves. So, I, I mean, to me personally, I just think it's going to be uh, the big three, the uh, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony for uh, the foreseeable future, the near future anyways. I don't know if anybody else has a take on that, but I just, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you might see some more publishers arise on like the level of like Activision or Ubisoft or Square Enix, you know, like those kind of big size AAA publishers. But I don't know that anyone wants to get into the hardware business. Steam might have a bit of a bigger um, impact on the uh, the the kind of um, home console esque kind of line with the Steam Deck. That that might become bigger, but like. I just don't see any company really wanting to invest in the hardware space unless they're literally buying one of the hardware space companies. And that would be a whole kerfuffle. Like if like Amazon or Google tried to buy like Sony or Nintendo, imagine the, the headline. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't see a new one appearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For now, I just see the big three remaining the big three for the yeah. time being. So but, I mean, it would be interesting to see a new competitor actually be competitive. But I, there's no signs of that at the uh, for now, anyways. Um, but, yeah, guys, I mean, interesting take with Starfield and Redfall. Uh, again, we can go on and on and on about it. But uh, why don't we move on to uh, some other interesting news that made uh, the rounds this past week. And there was a rumor going around that Xbox and Bethesda are working on well, Disney IP other than Indiana Jones. And according to a popular esports commentator, it's claimed that Bethesda and Xbox have multiple Disney-based IP games in the works. Now, General MLD buddy, like, what do you uh, make of this, like, leak rumor just kind of making the rounds? Because we've got Indiana Jones. That was out of left field surprised when uh, that got announced uh, we haven't heard very much of it recently but i hope to see it soon but uh you know what else could we possibly see here i mean there does seem to be a little bit of meat on this we've kind of heard this before so i i mean i do kind of want to lean and believe it like what what do you think here's a possibility well i mean if we're talking about disney and everything they own i mean we could speculate uh <laughs> for for hours here i mean I, I don't remember the source, but I, I do remember reading how maybe Mandalorian was floated around somewhere. I mean, Xbox has done uh, a lot of Star Wars deals in the past, so I, I wouldn't be surprised with that. Uh, yeah, the Indiana Jones, of course, but uh, I mean, I, I, I think just anything, just, I think Xbox, they know that... You don't want okay. I gotta, I gotta put this delic- delicately. You don't want you don't want to directly compete with Sony because they've been doing this for a long time. Like they've been you know the Spider Man route and all all that stuff. But they I think Xbox does see the value in the IP in recognizing a popular IP like an IP that a lot of people hardcore casuals will just flock to for the IP alone. So I think in that regard, it's better that they're doing something rather than nothing. And I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, just picking you know, whatever's uh, been trending in the last few years that Disney's, Disney's been putting out. Uh, maybe not the traditional uh, Marvel movies like like the Avengers, because you know, we, we saw how that uh, turned out, if not done properly. But I feel like if they do a, a proper, maybe the single player route, I feel like Indiana Jones will, will hit that, uh, will hit the nail on the head there. Um, I, yeah, games are really just have a narrative focus. Uh, yeah, the single player experience, things like that. Maybe not go towards the live service element 
if unless, unless the gameplay really allows for it or the IP kind of leans into it. But I, I am glad this news, Xbox should definitely be exploring uh, Disney IPs and Disney deals. Uh, again, like, I mean, if Sony's doing it a certain way, hey, uh, let's see how Xbox does it when they uh, break out the Microsoft checkbook. Uh, with any luck, uh, Microsoft will do it far better than what Sony's currently doing because simply because they got the capital, they got the investment, like Satya Nadella says, they're all in on gaming. Well, I mean, uh, this is the time to put the money where your mouth is. Like I'd say uh, outspend Sony in this regard and get all these popular Disney IPs and associate them with Xbox at the very least uh, day one on Game Pass. Like really, yeah, like, like, you know, get the traffic over to the Xbox side of things. Um, yeah, I mean, the possibilities are endless with whatever IPs they can choose. I mean, uh, I can't even think of one right now, but I, I feel like they'll, they'll pick some good ones. I mean, I, I don't think they'll go for like the more niche ones. They gotta be ones that are like, that, that'll, that'll really get the gamers like flocking to Xbox. So I, I say go for it. Like it, it, only good things will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have seen some, I don't want to call them teases, but I remember Aaron, what was it, like a year, year and a half ago, maybe maybe it was more recent i i can't really remember it exactly but he did tease kind of like what was it he had a a captain america a statue on his desk at one point a lot of people were thinking oh no i mean you know could they be uh you know be interested in having a marvel ip i mean it would be cool to see something with captain america i'm not gonna lie um or are they just gonna stick with uh lucasfilm you know lucasfilm has some interesting ip obviously star wars i mean we have heard the mandalorian come up a few times or i don't know there there's a few options there's a few options for sure i mean technically we don't even, we don't even know what the uh you know the you know how indiana jones is going to work out if it's going to be a multi-plat or a an exclusive that would definitely be nice to find out uh how about the rest of you guys on the panel uh shock buddy i mean what do you think of this rumor i mean you know we know that xbox and sony they're they're kind of ch- i mean not sony uh disney they're pretty uh chummy uh lately uh, could you see them working on like a, a few different IP from uh, obviously Disney, uh, Marvel, uh, and Lucasfilm? They have a plethora of good IP to work on. Uh, do you think Xbox, uh, you know, would listen to the fan base and uh, you know try and get some more of these IP, like uh, maybe an exclusive title under their belt? Yeah, I mean that would be, definitely be dope. Uh, I mean, hopefully. Maybe the at least I mean if it's not exclusive, hopefully that would be a cool like game pass get like with the Indiana Jones game that's in the works. Um, but yeah, I mean that I mean there's so many, uh, especially how many like different like superheroes that they're superhero movies they have planned, and especially with all the multiverse stuff, like that'd be cool if they could just you know could get a superhero game just to you know appease some of those that crowd. Um, but yeah, you, there's like what we went over before, like with the Mandalorian, like there's so many different avenues where you can make, you know, like really get a quali- uh, studio that's capable. And like you saw with the respawn made, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, like make offshoots of that and get away from kind of like the Skywalker saga and tell like a more original, like story in that universe. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely potential, and especially with all the different, like, shows that they're doing on Disney+. Plus, um, It's just another way to just branch out, hey, maybe this doesn't fit in the 
a show series, but hey, we can be a little bit darker in this until like, you know, a Star Wars story in this part of the universe. And okay, cool. Well, you know, because this that they bought they they got it a disc. This definitely got a discount on the Star Wars IP when they when Disney bought them from uh, Lucas. Um, but that that's where they definitely could take advantage even more so now than just like the movies. Now they have the shows. Now they okay, you might as well license it out. You already have some license to EA. Now Asper with Sony and right now is going to like PC. So you might you, you could literally there's especially with Star Wars it's like endless. There you could just pick something. <laughs> like there's so many books. Yeah, like it's endless on that one. So like you might as well it, there is, and it's not even like, hey, is it going to be too much? Like, you know, overload? No, because those fans are fanatics and they're going to play whatever they can get, especially after these bad run of these uh, sequel movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want to wash that taste out of their mouths. Yeah. No, t- um, yeah. Hopefully, that, hopefully it's true, but. Oh, no, one can hope. Definitely, Eric. Now, now, Tim, I'd love to pick your brain here because I know that your ears are to the ground with some things. Like, have you been hearing anything about, like, uh, you know, Xbox getting, like, uh, chummy with, like, Disney on a few things? Like, I mean, we, again, we've been seeing these uh, topics, these uh, leaks and rumors. Like, they've been popping up for, like, a solid, I would say, year or so mm-hmm. now. Um, like, you know, it's just, you know, it seems to be where there's smoke, there's fire kind of a thing. And we're starting to see some things pop up. Like, well, what's your take here? My take is that uh, you look at some of the stuff like Bethesda and Indiana Jones, um, certain stuff like that. Like uh, you also look at what Sony's done with their success with Spider-Man and now going out to Wolverine and obviously the sequels to Spider-Man. Doing these type of games with the type of studio uh, Bethesda is or or their subsets of studios uh, make a lot of sense. So, like you said, with this smoke, this fire, I do believe they probably uh, have something lined up with them. Now, I haven't heard anything. Um, I know uh, I saw the tweet that said somebody had known somebody. Uh, I don't know how valid that is, uh, how this all really started. Um, but I, I can tell you that uh, I do think that Xbox is looking at you know, big IP that way, uh, like in the ways of Indiana Jones and uh, let's just say The Mandalorian. Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense because you could have, uh, you know, you have your whole thing set up, your character set up, your world set up, and, you know, you can move on from there. Uh, you know, there, there might not have to be so much pre-production involved when you have... Uh, stuff that you can work from, especially if it's like Mandalorian makes a lot of sense in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I do think that you're going to see some stuff and I do think that Xbox probably uh, wants to have some type of, uh, you know, uh, some type of competition with uh, Sony going that route with, uh, you know, Marvel, uh, Wolverine, Spider-Man. In my opinion, these type of games are the easiest to make and the best to make. If you have a good studio, uh, you know, Superman, Batman, all those games, uh, you know, Mandalorian, uh, 
Boba Fett, you know, Star Wars, those, those are slam dunks. Uh, you know, uh, they're slam dunks if if you have the right studio. Uh, you know, a lot of times these movies too, or, or these stuff that were done by like like really bad studios, and you would get these games released on the day of a movie, and they were utter shit. Uh, you know, or you get something like the Terminator, and and it would come out the day of. Uh, but I think uh, the way Sony handled it, I'll give them props. Uh, Insomniac handled Spider-Man uh, really is a template moving forward for these companies to, to go ahead and, you know, take these Hollywood IPs and these, you know, these superheroes, these Star Wars guys, Star Trek, uh, you know, these noticeable, you know, big names and convert them into games, and, uh, you know, you'll sell like hotcakes. So, overall, and I'm going to leave with this. Uh, I'm very tired. Awesome show tonight. Uh, made some really great points, and uh, we'll have a nice show next week. I'll be definitely more refreshed. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I definitely feel like uh, it's going to happen, and uh, we're getting closer to June 12th, and so we're going to have a lot to talk about then. So, Great show tonight, guys, and I'll, I'll see you soon. All right, sounds good, Timmy. You have a good night, and uh, definitely get some sleep. But um, let's see. Moving on down the list here, who haven't I gotten to? You know, I'll pick on Mir Centurion. I'll pick on Centurion. I'll pick. I'll definitely want to pick on Centurion. I want more of a Centurion soapbox. I want some more Centurion uh, comments. <laughs> I'm just teasing, Sent. I'm just teasing. Uh, but Sent, yeah, I would love your take on. Why this. was the rant too much? <laughs> you rant? I I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't want to call it a rant. It was by I don't know just. Get, delivering my opinion and telling David Jaffe to be quiet. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just teasing, but I'm just teasing. Um, but yeah, I would love to get your thoughts on this because again, you know, there are a lot of rumors that get put around, but we have been hearing again, some bits and pieces, some little tidbits that, uh, they do seem to be adding up here. And I do think, uh, Tim made some pretty good points there at the end. Um, yeah. What do you think of this? Uh, could we be seeing like, you know, some, uh, I don't want to say Marvel IP or Lucasfilm, but you know, ge generally just some Disney IP. Like, do you think that we will see like, not just Indiana Jones, but again, just Bethesda playing around with some more Disney IP? be great you know we've seen some disney ip appear in other games uh that are totally off the shoot we saw what uh what was it a uh, king uh kingdom hearts um definitely disney is uh an interesting rogue in gaming because they got out of gaming completely they don't have uh any gaming companies underneath their umbrella that i'm aware of they sold everything off but they have no problem licensing out their ips for gaming um, which really seems really cool that Disney wants to do that. Now, obviously, every time we talk about, you know, any kind oh, Disney's going to let somebody make a game, the conversation instantly goes to Star Wars, something from LucasArts, or the Marvel Universe. Obviously, both are very expansive universes. There's a lot of potential. Um, guaranteed, there's probably a game or two somewhere from either one of those universes in the works um also same i think somebody also just said another one here um indiana jones that that's gonna be a really interesting one for me i mean i would love to see bethesda's take on indiana jones in my opinion 
I can't even name off the top of my head a really good Indiana Jones game, so it'd be awesome. But let's really also explore the idea that there's a lot of IP under Disney. Disney has been making uh, movies and television and entertainment experiences for a very long time. Um, there is a lot of IP underneath them. Uh, a lot of it uh, can be dormant. Other stuff is still used, but not as heavily. Um, I really think, um, you know, when I really thought about the conversation today and what I would like to see them do, um, I, you know, call me a little bit weird, but there was one idea that popped in my head about how it'd be nice if Disney reached into some of their other franchises. We saw the success of how Pirates of the Caribbean uh, completely uh, revitalized Sea of Thieves. Um, in my opinion, I think it would be nice to have an RPG in the Pirates of the Caribbean world where you'd be able to have all the other the characters that you saw in the movies and just that, that whole universe that was created by that. Um, there was also another idea that I was chatting with someone about, like imagine if uh, they did a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea style rpg now you're you're going into bioshock world you could rpg out the the nautilus and actually add tech to it over time and i mean there's the conversation when i was chatting with somebody at work about it uh definitely there's a lot of potential with disney ip a lot of it old uh that i would love to see revitalized i mean i really feel that we have beat the star wars franchise into the ground uh it would be great to have a mandalorian game but I just really do feel that, you know, some things can be played out real quick. And ever since they have acquired Marvel and Star Wars, it has been Marvel and Star Wars, Marvel and Star Wars. One year it's Marvel, the next year it's Star Wars. The year after that, it flips back over to the other one. It really like to, I would like to see Disney start branching out with some IP that they've already established and to kind of let some things have a little bit of a rest. Okay. All right. No, I, I definitely see your train of thought there. Uh, very, very interesting take, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they got a lot to choose from, that's for sure, but they've been, uh, close to Sony with a lot of their Marvel IP, whether it be Spider-Man, uh, Wolverine, and so on. Um, I, I would like to see Xbox in on a little bit of that, for sure. Now, uh, Crusader Bud, you've been, uh, sitting, uh pretty uh, patiently there and i i know you're always on to like the leaks and rumors that's your thing uh, crusader uh yeah what, what are your thoughts here like uh, have you been hearing anything so we are gonna go back on a little ride of like two years of posts here real quick so it'll be quick um but first disney's definitely licensing their ips out everywhere i was having a nice talk with dotsaris in chat literally after the show last week about disney stuff and Disney has 14 licensed games in development that have not released right now. 14 that we know of. Um, so Disney's the king of low-risk ventures, and licensing your content for video games is, for them, low-risk, because they, they, they license the IP out, they get a fee in return. And for some things, they do some, uh, like, storyboarding control. Like, for Star Wars, they have like a council of like lore nerds who make sure that everything fits within the overarching story of the universe, which is good because they didn't used to have that under old Lucasfilm. Um, so Disney's definitely willing to license stuff out. Now let's look at Xbox's side. Um, historically, in the early 360 and original Xbox generation, 
Microsoft loves to do licensed content. Then that died off a lot during the later 360 period and yeah. almost completely died off during the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. They did not like doing licensed content from stuff. But Phil said so in an interview last year about the, the Pirates um, thing. But when he said so in the Pirates thing, he says it makes more sense for them to do it now with Game Pass and where it makes sense for their studios, right? So is Xbox up for it? Yeah, I think they are because big names sell Game Pass. Like, let's be real. Big IP sells Game Pass. And uh, it, it's hard to beat some of the, the big IPs that exist outside of Game Pass. Well, again, look at so, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, a game that's been yeah. out for, what, six or seven months, goes into Game Pass. I downloaded it. I, I'll admit I still have yet to play it. But I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on it. Don't worry. But it's been getting a lot of praise, even just for, you know, yeah. Because it, it's a quality game. <laughs> so, but yes, Precisely. Continue. And it was a big deal when, in 2020, when uh, Jedi Fallen Order came to, to Game Pass. Because like, EA Play hit Game Pass, and the day it hit Game Pass was the day that Fallen Order was added to Game Pass. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Uh, so it was a big deal that Fallen Order came to Game Pass, like, immediately. And that, that was huge, because Fallen Order is an excellent single-player game as well. So... Xbox is down for it. Disney's down for it. So let's let's look at what we already know. We know Indi when Indiana Jones was announced, Todd Howard went on like a little interview tour, and he was recording himself. He, like Phil Spencer, is known for having crap on their desks, right? And he had on his desk when Bethesda was acquired, or it was announced to being acquired, before they announced Indiana Jones, he had a golden Indiana Jones idol, and he had C-3PO and R2-D2, right? Later, we found out that, oh my god, they are, in fact, making an Indiana Jones game. Uh, and that led a lot of us at the time to believe that, okay, maybe we are getting a Star Wars game, too. It has yet to be announced. Um, and there was a rumor that of, I'd say, a solid 40-60 credibility, 40, I believe it, 60, I don't believe it, of a MMO being made at ZeniMax Online Studios right. for... Uh, the Mandalorian. And this was not the... This happened a few weeks back, right? It was the... Skullsy tweeted it out. There was the whole kerfuffle about it because uh, parts... Major parts of what he tweeted were false. Confirmed false by quite a few people. Mm -hmm. So... But the whole thing was not discredited. Only, quote, parts. We don't know what parts. Um, so, could that be happening at ZeniMax Online Studios? Yes, it, it could. Um, there was also rumors of a Marvel PvEVP game. So, like, it's you versus the environment, but there's also versus other players. Kind of like one of the two big examples that I can give uh, of games like that are Destiny's Gambit mode or the Dark. I think it's called the Dark Zone in uh, the Division. Uh, if anyone's played the Division, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's called the Dark Zone. Um, I believe so. Where you, you're fighting no, the environment. No, it's called the Dark players. Zone. It is. Yeah, okay. Um, and there was rumors that Roundhouse Studios, the one studio that we know literally nothing about at all, like, there's no credible leaker, like, with real credibility, saying anything about Roundhouse Studios, mm -hmm. formerly Human Head Studios. Um, so there's only two rumors of very, like, I don't know, like, I can't 
say that it's any degree of correct or incorrect, because, you know, one of them is that they have a Marvel PvEVP game in development. Uh, I, that neat, sounds neat. The other one that was even more of a, uh, I don't know that I believe it, was a um, Planet of the Apes third-person action-adventure game at Roundhouse oh. Studios. See, uh, so, sorry, go on. Finish, finish. Yeah, and people don't like think about that. Disney owns 20th Century Fox. There's stuff like uh, Alien, um, and mm-hmm. uh, the Planet of the Apes, and stuff like that that comes from the 20th Century Fox side. That's, I don't want to say less. It, it's definitely lesser known than Star Wars, but I wouldn't call Planet of the Apes or uh, Alien lesser known. Does that make sense? Oh, it, it's it does. just things that people don't associate with Disney because Disney has an own 20th Century Fox outlaw. Um, and they still use the 20th Century Fox branding for uh, for that. Like, they use Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm. Uh, so, you know, we have that. And there's lots of studios that could be could be making these kind of things, especially on the Bethesda side. On the Xbox side, it's a little bit tighter. The Coalition could be doing something with their smaller project. Um uh the really far out in exile game could could be it i really i think the new one's a new ip because it's the the whole leak about project cobalt is that it's steam uh it's like industrial steampunk mm-hmm. so i i don't think that really fits any any disney property um uh project midnight i'm pretty sure is an original ip so i don't think it's compulsion double fine doesn't usually like doing licensed stuff because Tim Schafer likes doing really weird and strange nonsense, which I love Tim Schafer for. Um, Psychonauts is incredible. Uh, so th- there's there are the studios there at Xbox that could be doing it. And a project happening between Disney and Xbox does not necessarily mean it's happening from a first-party studio. A-, a-, a big example of that is they announced that weird like Stardew Valley Disney character Sims like oh, right. game like a week ago. And that's coming to Game Pass, the, the premium version. Because there's like a free to play version and there's like a premium paid version. And I'm fairly certain uh, at least the preview of it's coming to Game Pass, but I thought the, the like the premium version was also coming to Game Pass. Could be wrong there. I didn't read too much into it because it's not a not a game for me at all. Um so I have a feeling that Disney likes Game Pass because it itself likes the kind of subscription model, right? They like Dis- Disney Plus. Disney Plus does great work for them. They have put Disney Plus subscriptions almost every time a major show has come out on Disney Plus as a Game Pass perk. You know, we had it for WandaVision, Loki, and uh, um, what's the other one? Uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Hell, they had the Captain in America and the Winter Soldier uh, ad campaign with Disney, right? Where it was like Anthony Mackie at a GameStop yeah. talking about how he had been snapped away and what did he miss and it was a Game Pass ad. You know, so I have no doubt in my mind that Microsoft and Disney are working out deals for some, for like all kinds of things, whether it be Oh, this game that we're publishing with some third-party studio? Yeah, we we at Disney want it on Game Pass, and that studio also wants it on Game Pass. So let's get it on Game Pass, 
right? I I think that that could be a um a big thing. Okay. All right. Again, like these are just rumors, uh, supposed leaks, guys. We'll just you know take them with a grain of salt. But I just do find it interesting that they do keep popping up. And again, maybe where there's smoke, there's fire. But hey, you never know. Um, but you know what, guys? On that note, we'll move into our final bit of news, uh, final topic. And a very interesting patent popped up earlier this week. Uh, Microsoft has filed a patent for a method of externally validating ownership of game discs, meaning that it could let Xbox Series S owners access physical games in some way. I mean, that's... You know, that to me, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And I've got lots of physical games just lying around. So, I mean, if I had a Series S, I mean, that would be definitely be catching my attention. Uh, Centurion, but I'll lead off with uh, you on this final topic. Like, what do you think of this patent? Because, I mean, I would assume for Series S owners, I mean, this would be a pretty big deal. Yeah, it'd be a big deal. Um do I think it's cool? Yes. Um, I mean, let's be frank. They're blowing the uh, the dust off of an old concept. Uh, does anybody remember the Xbox 360 HD DVD drive? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had one. I had, I'll say it. I had one. Uh, it feels like, uh, yeah, you're going to have an external device. Now, that could actually be used, uh, obviously, on a much larger scale. Um, Microsoft could then obviously create an external disk drive to run these disks, but then also slap a 4K Ultra DVD, um, I mean, 4K Ultra Blu-ray uh, laser in there, and now you have an external 4K drive for the Xbox Series S, which would honestly be really cool. I mean, that would get some head-turning right there, a very cheap, affordable um, 4K Blu-ray player. Um, in my opinion, though, when it comes to the validation of games, I am not going to be one of these guys that sit there and say, validate it once, it's mine forever, never validate it again. We don't live in that world. People are constantly trying to get into our personal information. There is people out there that want what you have, and they will take it if you let them. And by not being able to digitally validate games more than one time is, in my opinion, I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. It's part of buying a game digitally. It's what happens. I do feel there should be easier processes. We already use a cell phone in setting up our Xboxes when we pull them out of the box for the first time and we're setting them up and we can migrate over all our information from our old Xbox and we use our cell phone to facilitate all that. I really do feel that because we all do have cell phones, uh, Microsoft should have something put into the Xbox app. So when there is things like Xbox Live is down, you're able to go in and pretty much uh, get some, you know, because uh, um, we all know how um, two-step verification works. When we all do two-step verification, Microsoft gives us account keys to basically use in case we ever lose that phone. So that way we can get in without the phone. That's the whole purpose of having those pass keys. I really do feel that Microsoft should be able to issue pass keys when Xbox Live is down. I'm not saying they give you a million of these pass keys so that way you can play every game in your library. I'm saying maybe give you a couple, three, four, maybe five. How many more could you need? Because how long is the longest shutdown of Xbox Live ever been? 
Um, so let's be honest on that. But yeah, I really do feel there should be a, a little bit of a passkey process for users to use their phone to be able to basically force their Xbox into validating a game um, by using the phone. Because just the other day, my my internet went down in my house. I did not have any access to my games. Um, so I hotspotted my cell phone. I sat it right next to my Xbox. And there was enough internet going through my cell phone for the Xbox to basically validate these games to allow me to play single player games. I wasn't going to play no online multiplayer, but at least I had enough juice to validate my games. That's all I was looking for. And I really do think that Microsoft could tap into that. Okay. All right. That's a pretty good explanation. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, let's see here, uh, MLD buddy. I mean, I don't know if you have a Series S or not, but I mean, do, do you think that this would be pretty handy? I mean, I mean, to me personally, uh, I could see it being a great advantage, especially if you have, you know, a, a plethora of uh, a large library of physical games, and you want to be able to, you know, again transfer them over. You know, that that would be nice with some kind of verification. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I am a Series X owner, but I do see the value in this. This is, uh, it's going to be a big thing because uh, Series S is actually a big seller. My Xbox, they're clearly investing a lot of resources into it. They're making as many Series S's as they possibly can, uh, given the global circumstances. So it seems like this is like the next logical step. So yeah, there have been uh, some DRM concerns as of late. I think we all, well, we all know what that uh, is about, but... Uh, no, this is all part of the process. I I totally support this, and whoever wants it should be able to have it. So, uh, you're hoping that they uh, that this this actually becomes something real, something that you can maybe buy uh, sooner rather than later. And uh, yeah, take advantage of all that uh, all the Series S's out there. That uh, yeah yeah, just you could do more. I mean, there's nothing to complain about here. It's all it's just Xbox just taking the next step and just listening to people and thinking ahead. So I'm all for this. All right, well said. How about you, Eric? Uh, do you agree with the rest of the guys? I mean, you know, having more options is always a good thing and expanding upon current options, uh, you know, being able to uh, authenticate an Xbox game and allow players to access digital version of that title for the Series S system. Uh, do you think that would be a big win if that uh, if it actually got announced? And let's see. I don't know if he heard me or not. Dude, my bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was muted. Um, no, I mean that that seems pretty cool. It actually kind of reminds me of like when yeah, Xbox One first announced, and that's like how their system was gonna work. Like you just buy the game, and it just kind of unlock the key, um, and it basically was like digital, and then it basically be just became like just a way to <laughs> like a key, almost like like a PC game um, back in the day. But that'd be a cool way if you could, like, permanently, like, transfer it over. I don't know if they could ever do that for, like, the 360 games that got delisted. <laughs> be like, hey, probably not, because then you could easily just sell it or just, you know, trade it in. Or pretty much anyone could, you know, infinitely, like, uh, get it or unlock the digital version. But for all the ones that haven't been delisted, that would be cool if we could kind of... Uh, like trade it in or transfer it or something, but uh, just switch it to a digital. But I'm not sure how that would really work because, yeah, with the whole trade-in part, I think they kind of did it, though, with some 
um, what was it? I'm trying to think. I um, like when they did the upgrade pass, like from PS, like PS4 to PS5. I don't remember exactly what it was, but because uh, I think it was with the whole smart delivery thing, like it was easy for Xbox, but then. If you if you bought the uh, PS4 version, I forget what game it was, but yeah, I mean, I think there's a cool way they could do it. But I mean, anything could help their the whole DRM PR situation. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, we all remember uh, that from way back when that fiasco. But uh, now we're used to DRM, so it's all good now. <laughs> Um, let's see, uh, Crusader, do you want to chime in on this? I mean, you know, it it, 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 isn't an interesting, uh, patent that, that did pop up. Yeah. You know, I I think it's great. A a lot of things to get patented and never come anything come from it, Mm -hmm. but I would absolutely love this. It it sounds like a fantastic idea. My only concern would be, it could be a potential attack vector for, um, like, like exploiting the console. Uh, just because booty, you're essentially running uh, an executable from a like a you know like a hard drive, but they seem to have that locked down fairly well with the external USB hard drive. So like that's not a real concern for me. Um, that that would be the only thing like I would hope they'd be looking into. Otherwise, like this is a fantastic idea, and I think like uh, uh you know it, it it's I would hope that it would almost work on um. Not that I could play my games on PC, but like, uh, I think it was uh, Centurion said that you could like play, like, use it as like a regular like Blu-ray player too, you know, and, and play basically any kind of uh, like Blu-ray disc off of it, and essentially turn the Series S into a disc I w- system. I would buy that just for that feature because like people don't realize when you lose your internet connection or Xbox Live goes down your your blu-ray drive goes down in your console because it doesn't have access to the app to run the software i would love a hardware-based solution for that problem yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you know i it, it, it just sounds like a good idea nothing nothing more to say than that mm-hmm. no and that that's a fair comment honestly uh Simple, but to the point, I get it, uh, and I agree. I agree. I, I would like to see it come to fruition. And guys in the chat, definitely let me know uh, what you think about it. I, like Crusader said, you know, we see patents pop up all the time, but, you know, do they always come around? No, no, but I I personally would like to, to see this uh, come sometime soon. You know, I think it would be good, especially in the uh, day and age that we live in, right? And uh, why not? It's always good to have uh, more options on the table for everybody and more accessibility to uh, your game library. So, hey, I'm all in on that for sure. But uh, you know what, guys? All right. I think that we've uh, covered everything that we've needed to for the night. And lots of in- in- ugh, sorry, ugh, tongue-tied, interesting takes, uh, certainly a variety of them. And you know what? I appreciate that from this amazing group that we have here. We have uh, like a... You know, a wide variety of takes, but, uh, you know, we all, you know, kind of coalesce around each other. And I, I really do like this group. And, uh, you know, we covered Xbox delaying Starfield and Redfall into next year. Rumors of Bethesda handling multiple Disney IP. And some interesting patents that would greatly help the Xbox Series S. So, yeah. 
covered some uh, pretty good stuff here. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. But without further delay, guys, uh, time for the outros. Uh, moving on here, we will start off with Centurion. Buddy, I thought you had a fantastic show. Loved your points. Where can all these fine people uh, listening in and people in the chat, where can they follow you at? Well, thank you, Invader, and thank you, everyone here. It was an awesome show tonight. Enjoyed the chat and all the comments. Thank you to everybody in the chat for joining us. For those interested in finding me, please find me right here on YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter at Centurion1307. You can also find me on the TXR podcast every Sunday night with these fine gentlemen. And you can also find me every Wednesday night on Gaming Beyond the Box with Wilmy Hood, Bomber, and the rest of the amazing crew over there on that podcast as well. All right. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh Moving on down here, Eric Shockley Powell. Again, I like Centurion. I thought you had some really well thought out uh, points tonight. And just, again, fun show overall. Where can these fine people follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shockney on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, good show tonight. Good uh, good to have everyone here, uh, especially for this, this week's. <laughs> um, hopefully, we get some uh, good news uh, in a month. and hopefully be like oh, okay cool you know right for those two games we finally got to see them okay those will be worth the wait because that's that's what could uh it was a good thing they released the uh delay now so that we can get that out of your you know bad t- taste out of your mouth and then that way hopefully when we see them in a month it's like okay cool i can wait <laughs> but yeah it sucks but uh yeah good show tonight mm-hmm. yeah no I hear you. We will, uh, hey, tomorrow's Monday. You never know what the uh, start of the week, uh, what they'll lead off with, right? So, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't bury that on a Friday. (laughs) They did it, like, midweek. I'm like, really? You picked today? Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You didn't pick Monday, I guess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. I did notice that, too, that they uh, didn't pick a Friday. Uh, Well, maybe, uh, you know, that's how bad it was, uh, how they considered it. Maybe they wanted... uh, you know, Friday to be more of a buffer, <laughs> right? So, you know, like an extended we weekend. We should have Game Pass news this week, right? Uh... We should have dropped two this week, I think. What? May drop two. For Game Pass. What, games in Game Pass? Yeah, shouldn't we have that announcement this week? On Tuesday? Um, I mean, we. I know we got Uden Chronicles. I need to jump on that this week. It in spiritual successor. <laughs> You know, a good question. Um, I definitely I'll, try that. I have. I'll have to keep more up to date on that. I'll have to find that out. But uh, yeah, something to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, no good stuff. But there. yeah, there's, there's, there, see, there's more content right there. You got more day one. Definitely check out that Union Chronicle. But uh, I mean, that's that's the cool thing. Hopefully, get Plague Tale here soon. So I mean, hopefully, we, they keep this content coming to Game Pass at least. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I hear you on that one, Shockley. Uh, moving on down over to General MLD. Buddy, I thought you had a really awesome show. I mean, you always do, but, uh, you know, you had some really uh, great pointers tonight. Where can uh, these fine people follow you at? Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, you'll find me on Twitter, at MLD Ghost. Gamer tag is GhostMLD. You'll always uh, catch me playing something uh, or other on there, and, uh, yeah. Here's uh, hoping for next week. Uh, we'll get some uh, a little better news, a little more positive news from Xbox. But yeah, we'll see you guys then. 
Mm-hmm. Well said. And uh, Crusader Pal, I thought you had some really good points as well. Uh, definitely lots of information going around, and it's uh, great to have your insights for sure. Uh, where can everybody find you at? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Crusader3456. You'll see me chatting along with my long-winded posts, as everyone says. Just because if something's not worth saying, it's not worth saying. So you can check me out there. I also curate mod or curate um, posts on r slash gaming leaks and rumors. You can find me there at the same username. All right. And uh, to close out the panel, uh, you can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming and on BitChute as well and other sites. And I'm also active on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Excellent stuff tonight, folks, and we're already gearing up for the next one, for next week. I mean, tomorrow's Monday, so hopefully we get some really good news, uh, some positive to lead off the week. And, uh, yeah, you know, again, I'm just excited for, uh, you know, we're not too far away from uh, the Xbox Showcase and, you know, other other gaming shows uh, coming soon. Uh, again, I'm just, I'm just really excited for, for new games and such and uh, new gameplay, new announcements and so on. But uh, yeah, guys, later. Have a good one.